Well, hello, and welcome back to the Heart of Titus podcast. My name is Dan James, and I'm so glad that you are with us again this week. Now, we hope that you're enjoying this series as we look at what is the heart of Titus? What is that thing that drives you to go around the world and to minister to people you don't know and to share with them the truth and the love of Christ? And again with us, we have our guest host, Darren Slack, who will be talking to our co-founder and president of Heart of Titus Ministries, Pastor Tony Nardella. Now, if these podcasts are being a blessing to you, we're going to ask that you please like and subscribe for a couple reasons. Number one, it is a big encouragement to us to know that someone out there is listening and is being able to be blessed by what we're saying and what we're doing as a ministry. But it also tells that crazy computer algorithm that this is something to be listened to and it will promote it to other people who will be searching for things just like this. And it will allow the message to go even further. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if you are being blessed, we do ask that you please like and subscribe and tell a neighbor about this ministry. Well, now it's time to get into that discussion with Darren Slack and Pastor Tony Nardella. We're back talking with Pastor Tony Nardella regarding team ministry within Heart of Titus. And I asked you before the break, what are things you're looking for beyond humility in the team members we send? Because obviously once you identify there's a core character and something there, what then are you looking for as potential team members that could go with us on a trip? Well, we're looking for gifts, Darren, that will help build up the body of Christ. In particular, um, you look at the Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Uh, their function is to build up the body, to build up the people, so that they can do works of ministry. You know, I have to recognize in humility that as much as I might think I'm God's gift to the earth, when I go to a church overseas, I'm going to be there for a weekend, a week, a, you know, several weeks, but then I go back home or I go someplace else. And we need to train the people there to do what we do. So I'm looking for people that have those kind of transferable gifts and with who have the understanding that they are a vital part, even if they don't have the whole thing. Um, I think it's error scripturally for a minister to think that he's got the whole package. Mm. Uh, you know, apostles do, theoretically, uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, but an apostle is always looking to build up the church. He's always looking to build up the gifts within the church and the gifts that will work to build up the church. So, in a sense, what's happening is, is you're cultivating fivefold gifts that may or may not have an outlet for their ministry because they're serving in a church that maybe it hasn't realized it, maybe it hasn't manifested yet, or maybe it has, and yet you see an opportunity for them to go beyond where they are and have an impact. Well, that's true. And there are people that have already um, had very well-developed gifts, but they want to join with us. But you're right. The majority of people that travel with us uh, sometimes we don't even know exactly what their gifting is. We, we identify some germ of a gift, but with the experience they get overseas and the fact that they're willing to um, be mentored and, and to serve while they're being mentored, um, God will reveal the gifts. I mean, the, really the main thing we're looking for, I hate getting back to this, but humility, character. Gifts are easy for God. He can pour gifts on anybody. But how many people have a faithful, humble, heart that won't use those gifts for their own personal glory. 
And if you're going to keep trust with churches anywhere, including overseas, uh, they have to know that what you're doing there is to help build them up, not to help build you up. So you're actually talking about maturity as well. I mean, you're talking about a maturity in Christ that needs to be evident. Of course, there's those I've had to put under my wing and kind of, you know, protect them while they're on the trip because they're not quite sure about the overwhelming. But then there's the leader that really needs to be a mature uh, person who understands what they're there for, that it's not just about them. It's not just about drawing attention. It's about really providing windows of opportunity for their team, their, their, their traveling team with them to get up, to share, to communicate, much like you've done. So in a sense, those who saw the grace on you, we have to be seeing the grace on the ones that are traveling with us. Oh, that's exactly right. So that is a large part of what we do. I mean, we disciple people that travel with us and we teach them how to do these kind of ministries. Um, healing, prophecy, evangelism, whatever. Um, I remember the, you, I wasn't there with you, but I remember your son, the very first time he ever preached to anybody, he was in a church of over a thousand, and he had to get up and share the word. Yes, sir. Um, and boy, and I've traveled with him since that time, and the anointing of God on that young man's life is incredible. The healings we saw were just, you know, make your jaw drop. Right. Uh, it wasn't him, of course. It was the Lord Jesus Christ using somebody who was willing to submit himself um, and to humble himself and wait for his opportunity. Well, that's what I've seen is, is when we are willing to step back and not be the, the primary focus as leaders and put our team members in a position to be used, it's incredible to watch how God just... We, we kind of joke that it's like who has the briefcase that night because... It's kind of like they're given a special access that night in that church to do something. And, it, and it's such an encouragement for them to be used like that because they get in the car and they'll tell stories about, God used me to touch this person that you know had a back problem or you know I led three people to the Lord. You know I've never seen that before. The whole church came forward. I mean, and, and to see them light up, it's almost like they're moving leaps and bounds in their understanding of their gifts and the grace that's on them in just a few days. No, it's really true. Um, I, I kind of view our teams as a microcosm of the body of Christ. Uh, there's Every gift needs every other gift. And just because somebody thinks that, well, because I'm not the team leader doesn't mean that, I can, that I'm worth anything. You know, Paul says that's a lie. Or on the other side, the team leader can't say that, well, just well, I'm the team leader, so I'm, you know, I'm God's gift to the world. He can't say that either. Everybody's got a function to play. Everybody's got an important role. And some may be more obvious than others, but everybody's important. That's not just on our teams. That's in the entire body of Christ. Well, I've noticed from your example that when I've taken teams out, that I find myself doing what you do, and that is stepping back, putting others out there, and they're like, you want me to do what? You know, <laughs> they'll have to step up, minister in places that they didn't anticipate and to watch God come through for them time and time again. Now, obviously, we're following the Holy Spirit. We're not just trying to, you know, expose somebody to an unsafe situation. It's just that the Lord leads us to do things. You know, he'll, you know, you just step back and let so-and-so minister tonight or you need to let them do that or you do this part and they're going to do this part. And that is really a, one of the most wonderful things about following the Holy Spirit's guidance in discipling the next generation of leaders that are really going to 
supplant us and do bigger and better things than we've done. And that really is, I think, the heart of Titus and that he himself went from just a guy who traveled with Paul to setting things in order in the church, finding others who could do the ministry he did and putting them in place. And I think the goal then becomes not so much getting titles as much as it is allowing God to bring that grace forth for the glory of Jesus and not being so concerned with how many people we impact or how big the the event was, but being connected to a body of believers who are committed to a, a cause that's the gospel, it's a partnership, and we're working together to see it happen. It's my desire to see that other people will watch the camaraderie and the mutual submission that there is on our teams and want to apply it where they are as well. Um, it is um, just so absolutely important that the whole church uh, be activated to move in their gifts, uh, not just allow one person to try to do it all. Well, you're, what you're really talking about is, is mentoring. It's kind of what the world's figured out is mentoring is kind of the big thing now. But in the church, I don't think we've done as good of a job of that on-the-job, you know, come, come see me do it, then you do it, then I'll feed back on how you did it, you know. You don't I see a lot of that. I was so blessed when I started this journey, you know, 25, 30 years ago, that I that there was a pastor with good experience and great anointing that decided to teach me the ministry. Um, and I didn't honestly, I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. I thought everybody had that experience, but I know that's not, I know that's not. I know there's a lot of people that are watching us or listening to us that would really like to have somebody like that. And I would just encourage them, pray. You know, that's what I did. He says, God, what do I do? And he told me. And within days, you know, he hooked me up with this pastor, much older than I was, who uh, let, let me hang out with him and taught me the ropes and then gave me a chance. And, and, and over time, it, it was just a beautiful thing. Yes, Darren, I think we need much more personal investment in the lives, especially of those who are called to uh, these ministries that build up the church. Well, I love the model you built, and I'm very grateful for your humility to let men like myself explore what God has for them and the grace that's there, and I really appreciate what you shared today. Wow, what a great message to take with you that we are to be mentoring those around us. We are to be mentored and continue to mentor others and to give them the opportunity to use the gifts and to walk in the calling that God has called on their lives. What a great message. Again, we want to say thank you so much for listening to this show. And if these podcasts are ministering to you and being a blessing, we ask that you please like and subscribe and let other people know about the ministry of Heart of Titus. And if you want to know more about our ministry and where we're going and what we're doing, you can go to our website at www.heartoftitus.org. Now, if you have any questions or comments or would like to get a hold of us, you can go to admin at heartoftitus.org. And lastly, if you're being blessed by this, and this is something where God's calling you to be a blessing to us in any way, you can go to our website, www.heartoftitus.org, and you can give a donation that will help keep this podcast going and keep this ministry going as it does work around the world. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us this week. We look forward to seeing you next week on the Heart of Titus podcast.